0: Welcome back to episode three of our marriage podcast here at Celebration Church. We are calling Be Loved. Once again, I am your host, Brooklyn Clark, joined by my parents and lead pastors, Brandon and Krista Clark. Hello. All right. So, in our first episode, we talked about agreement. But this episode, we are talking about disagreement. This episode is called Let's Fight Fighting Fair.
1: Let's be honest. Disagreeing is just a sweeter word for fighting. The secret to finding agreement is fighting fair. And we, not all of us are very good at that. All
0: right. So what does fighting fair look like?
1: I think, um, fighting fair is the win is having both sides heard and valued. Um, for sure. It's, it's, not where one is dominating the other
2: for sure that <clears throat> so many times we when we fight, we typically do it from a selfish perspective we want to win we get into the fight and we step into it because we're passionate about it. we feel like this is is worth the energy and we we want to win and in a marriage um, you know we want to be able to to have things win it's like it would be like two parts of the body deciding that they're going to go at it that the arm and the leg decide that they're going to just have a fight i don't care what happens there's the body is suffering pain and so for the for the win to take place um we have to recognize that what needs to happen is there be a place of agreement found for the health of the family the health of of everybody involved not just for one side or the other. And one of my kind of favorite analogies for this is for a long time if somebody's going to watch two guys step into a ring and go at it, it was it was boxing and there was real clear rules. There was, you know, no hitting below the belt, um, you know, come out, swing in at the bell, you know, step back from one another when the ref says and and it was real clear and but then um, a number of years ago uh, MMA came around and with MMA a boxer can get in the MMA he's allowed to Um, but guess what the guy that's in the ring with him may not stand up and box with him and uh, he may just rush in take a couple of shots to the head and grab him around the waist and throw him to the ground and get him in an arm bar and you'll whether it in MMA, whether it's someone who's a striker or someone who's a a grappler, they're going to try to get the fight on their turf. Uh, The boxer, he's, he doesn't want to go to the mat because he wants to win. He's going to try to get it on his turf. Mm -hmm. The grappler, he wants to go to the mat. He wants to get his arms and legs all over you and get you in a hold and make you tap. And so in almost every relationship, there's always one person in the relationship that's more verbal than the other one, that's very comfortable with verbally sparring and going at it.
1: I was going to say that in our relationship, we are both very verbal, but probably in arguing, it's, there's probably one of us that's more mouthy than the other one, probably so. (laughs) Probably,
2: and with that, and of course, if both are equally verbal, um, then a lot of times the verbal arguments can get very heated. Can be very um, uh, really go at it. If one is less verbal, they'll shut down, and it may look like that the verbal one is winning. Um, But if agreement is not being found, then there's not really a place of a real of a real win there because mm-hmm. agreement wasn't found. Even if the verbal person gets their way, um, then that person may have lost, may have won, but the marriage lost. Yeah. And what we want to do is in this, we want in pursuing agreement in the relationship, we want to see the relationship uh, win. And that means being able to to fight in a way where both sides feel feel heard, they have to be able to feel heard uh, James 1, 19 and twenty says my my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. every one should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires for those for anyone listening to this podcast, they're turned into a church podcast about marriage. they are wanting What God says is right about their marriage, yeah. And human anger is not going to produce what God says is right. So we've got to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. In
0: that's good. So in episode one, you guys said no one changes their mind unless they believe their concerns are considered. How do you help your spouse to feel truly heard?
2: Good question.
1: That is listening to understand versus listening to reload. I might be more guilty of listening to reload. Um, well, me too. I'm very good at taking something that has been said and putting it in my little arsenal pouch for another time that it is beneficial to me. and um, and and i I listen to what's being said as it is best for me instead of listening to understand what is truly going on. And if, if that's your tendency is to listen without true compassion, because it takes a compassion and a desire to for listen sure. to, to be understanding. If you're not listening and you, 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 it's something you have to work on you have to stay on top of yourself i'm my worst critic in a lot of ways i know the things that i do and so i try very hard to stay on top of myself and listen with compassion instead of listening for selfish reasons as to hold on to what's being said for a better time to throw it back at them as using it against them and when you're someone, when you're mad and when, you know, in that scripture, it talks about become, you need to be slow to become angry because when you become angry, everything that you are operating out of becomes at a selfish, um, a selfish way instead of a let's figure this out and get past it, get, get things right between us you can't that's not gonna work you can't you can't operate that way
2: no you can't and that whole listening to understand versus listening to reload um you know if you've been with your spouse for very long um they can read your body posture uh they could read your tone of voice they can read um uh your eyes and tell if you are trying to understand or if you are calculating how to dissect the information they're giving you and tear it to shreds so that you can win the argument. And, um, and if just listening in a way where the, the other person is feels, feels heard, um, it helps to just calm all of the emotions down. Uh, Just like whenever you're in a loud environment and you're having a conversation with somebody and you don't feel like they're hearing you, you ratchet your voice up. You ratchet the energy up. Well, if the body language doesn't say, I'm listening to you, well, you ratchet the energy up. You ratchet the volume up. All of a sudden the intensity gets up because this is important. What I'm saying is important. And man, you just begin to, to, it just begins to, to get more and more volatile. And so we wanna be able to to listen in a way where the other person um, feels heard and nobody can answer that. I can't answer for Cutie whether or not um, she thought I was listening. I can listen, but I can't answer the question whether she thought I was listening. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I've encouraged couples to do is to risk a pleasant evening a few nights after, after an argument, and after a fight. You're sitting around, you're chilling, everything's good, having a great time, great evening, and put that evening at risk and bring up the old fight. Not from an aspect of rehashing the old fight but from some reconnaissance deal uh, and be able to say and ask your spouse, Hey, when we were talking about this thing, did you, did you feel like I was listening Mm -hmm. and then just keep your mouth shut and let them tell you. Yeah. And you don't get to rebut it. You don't, because it's their feelings. You don't get to tell them their feelings. They're like, I know I did not feel like you listened or yes frustrated as I was um yeah I did I I felt like I felt like you were trying I felt like you were listening or no and this is why and go okay because you're you what we don't need to do we don't need to get to a place where we don't ever fight Mm -hmm. because we're two thinking people we're gonna not always be on the same page what we want to do is 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 be able to to fight and have these disagreements in a more constructive way and that can only happen if we're listening to be to understand. Ephesians 4:26 to 27 says in in your anger do not sin, do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold.
0: That's if
2: good. we don't resolve these issues um we give the enemy we give the enemy a foothold mm-hmm. and that's why agreement is so important if we found agreement it's been handled the anger's been dealt yeah. with but any place that is not genuine agreement the enemy has found a foothold and so in this listening to understand thing i know that i've not always done a very good job because there have been times that maybe a little bit later I'll I'll get a lengthy text uh about the about the conversation and so um can you kind of share why maybe things would have to shift from face to face to text
1: I think that everyone needs to be comfortable with that there are more ways of being heard or getting to uh present your side or however you want to say it sometimes um I find it that I'm able to collect my thoughts and become a more um rational thinker instead of being all irrational in the heat of the moment sometimes even though I don't ever have I always have something to say um sometimes I think that my thoughts just aren't i'm not able to collect them all and put them together and so i will sit down and uh when i feel like it's a um not a justifying side to the argument or whatever but it's a way to present my true feelings okay we've blown up we've done all this now let's get back to back to the nucleus of this argument and let me share with you why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, For sure. and it's I don't do it to uh, cast blame. I try very hard to not uh, be demeaning or anything. This is what I just use it to say, to state my feelings. As I did this, this is why I don't want to do this, or this is why I feel like blank is the best thing, or this is why this I am so passionate about this and I give my reasons and it's it's easier to do it when you're writing or write an email or you're texting because in all honesty you don't have 72 hours to to do something like that as if we are talking face to face you can just run on for forever but it takes a little longer to put together a text or an email and to take that time to be rational and to calm yourself down and then present it back Of hey Here's why I do or do not or whatever want to do this or this is why I am so passionate about this and present why and be vulnerable and truthful of I may not see it all, but this is what the side I do see and go from there. But sometimes arguing just shuts people down and those people have to have a way to express their side as well. And so being comfortable with the fact that there are more ways to express yourself in a very collective, rational way. I'm not saying then use texting and email to blow something up either. That is not it. No. It's, it's very much a way to put all of your thoughts together in a very rational and calm Hear me out. This is what I think. Kind of.
2: I know whenever I have, uh, you know, received one of those lengthy texts or an email, um, that one of the things that triggers for me is that I had, when we walked away from the face to face on that, um, I probably was not in a very active listening mode. Um, I probably. Probably
1: is. Not the word I would use, sir.
2: (laughs) That uh, I uh, may have been interrupting. I may have been trying to uh, fact check. I may have been trying to do some different things in there and not let her fully, fully be expressed. And there are times that you can interrupt without saying anything that you're tone on your face that you you know your facial expression just says i completely disagree with everything that just came out of your mouth even though they haven't fully said everything um, that's why the the p- internal posture of listening to understand um, is so important and that is why having alternate roots whether it is a a lengthy explained text a lengthy explained email where where the thought flow happens from the very first sentence through the last sentence we need to be able to articulate ourselves because again nobody changes their mind unless they believe their concerns are considered nobody does Um, otherwise they just have a tactical retreat they just say sure whatever your way but we all know um, all you're going to pay for that one. That wasn't a place of agreement. You're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's not good. That's not good for the relationship. That's not good for anything.
0: So how do you guys uh, deal with the subjects that are like really hard to talk about?
2: Well, those, um, I mean, those exist. As we move forward in the podcast, we're going to get into the big five of, of finances, of family philosophy, of kids, um, of the um of the relation our relationship with god and then the area of sex and almost all couples can talk about three or more of those subjects without any kind of problems if you can't talk about any of them you need some deeper help but um almost every couple also has one subject matter that is just like guaranteed dynamite Uh, you know, we can't talk about money without it blowing up. We can't talk about extended family without it blowing up. We can't talk about issues with the kids without it blowing up. Um, you know, we can't talk about some of these other subjects without things just blowing up. And with that, um, uh, we kind of stumbled upon something, um, and, we uh, a number of years ago we we did our first vision retreat and in that we kind of stumbled upon the idea of having a scheduled time to talk about a difficult subject when it wasn't in the middle of a blow up can you kind of share about that
1: one night sitting around talking and we were discussing some things as to um our past, I think at the time, had been like 23, 24 years of marriage. And, you know, how did we handle this or how did we handle that? And, you know, when we saw ourselves in a neutral zone, neither one of us were coming out of the end zones trying to protect ourselves, but we were in a neutral, calm zone just discussing. Um, I don't even remember what we were discussing But we noticed, I mean, and we both looked at each other and were like amazed at the fact that we could discuss a topic that had been something that we were both very passionate about and had probably had had numerous arguments over, that in this neutral zone and when we were both very um, chill and just conversing, we were able to get to some really a different understanding about who, how the two of us have based our decision processes off of. One of them being that I am from a, um, I mean, I was raised by a single mom, so I didn't get to see a couple in action. And Bran was raised with both parents in the home. And he did watch two uh, adults walk through life together. And so when we realized in this neutral zone, in the very chill atmosphere that we were in, we were able to see that one of the our biggest issues was that neither one of us understood where the other one was coming from in the very beginning. And so when we started talking, when we figured it out that we need to discuss some things when we're both... um not being aggressive we were able to come up i mean we've been able to take a lot of the volatile i say volatile it's different for every family sure. our volatile is very not very volatile but <laughs> um but those we've been able to take some of those subjects off of our list because we were able to discuss them and communicate to each other and Honestly, see how in our own selves, how we're made up and why we make the decisions we do and be able to control some of that. When we were in a neutral place, we weren't ready to fight. We weren't ready to um I'll show you what's how we're going to do this kind of an at, attitude. We were very much in just a chill, just talk about some things and make we made some great headway,
2: for sure, for sure. And so having having a scheduled time to be able to just put it on the calendar. Say, guess what? You know, Tuesday evening. You know, we're gonna get a sitter and we're gonna talk about our finances. And you know, if, that, if that's the su- if that's the difficult subject, um, you know, or we're gonna talk about you know extended family, and you know, otherwise it'll just bubble underneath the surface and every time you talk about it it's at a full turned up to 11 and nobody hears anything and you're never never able to find agreement you're best likely to find agreement on the volatile subjects in a neutral scheduled time sounds silly but stick it on the calendar
0: It's good it
1: works it works and if you can promise yourselves That in those neutral times, the times that you've scheduled to take care of things like this, to do this, to have that scheduled neutral time to speak, to talk to each other. If you will just promise yourselves that your main purpose, your main purpose in that is to stay neutral, is to hear each other out and to converse about it and to figure out why does this make me so angry And really work within yourself to keep yourself at a place where I'm not being um, attacked. This is not a, I don't have to prove all my points. We're here to discuss it. If it is finances, we're here to discuss it. How is going to be the best way for us to work this out? When we did that, when we figured out what was going to be our best plan of action for things, and honestly, it took us a few times with like finances to have that discussion and work through it and then we would have to leave and like basically go back to our own zones to to calm back down but when we were able to finally see that we could win on something it was way easier to figure out our format and how we were going to handle things keep doing it S- keep your focus on that you're going to remain calm to really find yeah. an answer
0: that's good yep good stuff Any closing thoughts on fighting fair?
2: Uh, Fighting fair means no cheap shots.
0: That's good.
1: Don't fill your arsenal bag.
2: That's it.
0: All right. So that is a wrap on our episode three of our marriage podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. And if you have any questions, please email us at celebrate at celebrationchurchlive.com. We will see you in the next one.